you cannot fabricate brand authenticity. It has to flow through your company's DNA like it does at Uncle Ed's Damn Good Vodka. I interviewed Uncle Ed and his brother Walt live from the Wonderfront Festival, of which they were a major sponsor. Hear the story of how the brothers built a brand with purpose and passion on this week's episode of Digital Hospitality. Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchef. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. Day three, Wonderfront Fest. I am here with the founders of Uncle Ed's Damn Good Vodka. And we've been having a damn good time. Welcome to the show, Walt and Ed. Uh, it's a pleasure to open up your headquarters here. Um, I can't believe what you guys have done at Wonderfront Fest. It is unbelievable to see the amount of people that are coming in, enjoying your vodka, taking selfies at the teepees, and just kind of soaking in this three-day festival that Ernie Hahn has put on. So well, welcome, gentlemen. Well, Sean, thank, thank you so much for having us here. Honestly, it's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, it's overwhelming. It's uh, exceeded all our expectations. So one of the coolest things about this show, for those of you that have never tuned in, for us, we own a restaurant, and because we started a podcast two years ago, it's allowed us to go outside of our restaurant walls and learn more about media, marketing, other businesses, other brands. And one of the things that always attracts us with digital hospitality is brands that understand that the brand is so important, but it's the people behind the brand. And that's what attracted me immediately. Brad Angle, who owns Flagship, who's a huge activation. Their family has been running princess cruises um, to get people on and off. They've had yacht parties. They have the green room for the bands. But he introduced me to Walt. And Walt came out to our restaurant and he told me the story about how this vodka company started. And it was something that, for me as a small business owner, um, I was touched to know that two brothers who are a yin and a yang of each other somehow <laughs> pulled off this epic brand. And um, first of all, thank you for having me here. And Walt, maybe you can just kind of uh, let us know kind of how, how it all started. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and well, the, the key to this, it is it's family, right? It's Ohana. So right up here on that mic. Don't be afraid there, to bro. yell. We're at a festival. Is, We're at a festival. Right festival yes. <laughs> like your Ben Harper on the main stage. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I could sing like that. Maybe. No, no, no singing. No singing. No, I mean, it really is. It's about family. And, you know, we created, you know, our distillery 10 years ago. We've been in this business for, you know, about 12, 13. Ed's been in it for a lot longer. And, you know, what we see as the most successful brands, not just in, in alcohol, but all along, are is small, family-based, true, authentic stories, right? So we came up with the concept when Ed left uh, our distillery in, in Boise to move to the Big Island and, and fulfill his dream, it was really kind of a defining moment of what do we do with, you know, where's our business going to go? What are we going to do? And, and I just saw Ed live his passion so much. And we had been struggling for a while with, we're in this industry that it's so massive. I mean, worldwide, the liquor industry is, is just, it's incredible. Right? And it's not just a commodity. Vodka is treated like a commodity. Vodka is treated like this party drink, bottle service. And the issue with us is we're not trying to promote drinking, we're trying to promote temperance, right? It's about drinking and thinking responsibly, and that's really been our, our motto. Enjoy. Yeah, but enjoy it responsibly. So how do we do this and, and still create an authentic story? And it just fit. It, you know, my brother simplified his life, right? He's going to live a sustainable life on the farm, and his dream really is to give back. So 
what if we did that with the alcohol space? And what if we could teach, teach a little bit different message about, hey, be responsible to the environment, be responsible to your bodies and those around you, and think about your community, right? And honestly, be responsible. So that's really the core value of, of the company. And then whoever we bring into our team is family. So that's kind of the a little bit of the background. But you got to have fun doing it. Yeah. If you, if you can't have fun doing it, maybe you need to focus somewhere else. So what what inspired you to go off grid? Oh, go off grid. There's a host of, of reasons. I mean, you know, the matrix and you know politics and lifestyle and you know the ability to take a deep breath and kind of do what you want to do and feed yourself, take care of yourself. Really, kind of get out of that. I mean, I bought into the American dream. I was living it. Good job. All of that stuff. Yet it just wasn't fulfilling for me. There was something missing. You know, I'm I'm a nature freak. I need to be outdoors. I need to work with my hands. Uh, all of these wonderful things. The opportunity arose. We sold off most of our stuff, packed the rest in a container. And my wife had never been to Hawaii. We bought a place there, and she just popped on with us, and we moved. That's a big deal, getting the wife to buy in. <laughs> it's, it's one thing to be compelled. It's another thing when the family buys in. It, it makes me feel good that she trusted me. You yeah. Know, that, okay, he's taking me someplace that's safe, you know, where I can be healthy. Health was a big, big part of it. You know, a good, clean lifestyle, fresh air, uh, access to the right kind of medicines. Um, so, yeah, that kind of stimulated that whole thing. I, I needed to try something different. And I see that with so many folks that, uh, that we talk to is, yeah, we get it, you know, it, we're doing what we're doing, we're making ends meet, but it's kind of empty. What what can I do to, to fill that in? So, now that I've talked for 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> no, that, I think that is the point of a podcast. No, I mean, that. yeah, that is, that is, that's the best part about the podcast is it's, it's a conversation. And I think right. the thing that's always compelled me to it is that in new media, there are no rules. Right. So we kind of just have the conversation that we want to have. And that's really, you know, as a bar owner and somebody that doesn't drink, you know, I've had my own alcohol journey, you know, and I've gotten to the point where I've been sober for seven years and, you know, people think that it's hypocritical to be a bar owner promoting alcohol, yet at the same time to be sober. Well, we actually, we host AA meetings at our restaurant. There's a lot of recovery that happens in our bar, which is kind of ironic, but I think back to what you were both saying when you when we started was that you're looking for something different and it doesn't have to be mainstream and that doesn't mean that it has to be wrong. You know, and that's something that I I hadn't even heard that from you until today right. was about the sustainability and the fact that you're not going after the bottle service crowd. No, we're really not. And, and I think, you know, people think it's counterintuitive. Why in the hell would you put out a, a vodka brand and not promote drinking? You know, because everyone, you know, wants to hit all these big case volumes. That's not about it, right? It, it really is about pushing a message, right? Pushing a message of you don't have to live your life to extremes, you know, in moderation. And, and it's the, the, the perfect example of that. I mean, you have a, a true, authentic person out on a small island farm, you know, living sustainably, teaching others how to do the same. And, and it's yeah. not about this true dichotomy of, you know, you go from the mainland to your, your Tom Hanks holding a a volleyball in a deserted island. You know, it's it's you really no Wilson. Do. There's no Wilson right. on the ball. Well, there might be a no Wilson. No, I didn't see one when I was over there. But but that's the whole point. I mean, actually, just put something out and and hey, just enjoy yourself. But literally, be responsible and be careful about what you're doing. Right? We don't have any plastic in the bottle. There's no plastics in the facility. 
um, you know, the corks wood, the glasses. It's flint glass, it's not super flint, so the temperature doesn't, you know, you're not wasting a bunch of energy making the glass. You know, we don't, we don't waste a bunch of water. It's literally almost one-to-one -one with, our, with our beautiful water source that we yeah. have in our distillery. So, you know, we just, you just try to make your life as simple and beautiful as possible. And, and on that note, it's not like we've done everything we're gonna do for that. We're still making steps to try and be more environmentally responsible, reduce our carbon footprint, we just got done finding a, a biodegradable plastic shrink wrap that goes around the cases or the pallets when we ship them off because there's so much plastic waste that comes off of those for shipping. Well, now we've got something that at least will biodegrade. I mean, it's not a perfect solution, but it's constantly moving forward. It, it's a bunch of small steps. You just don't flip a switch and all of a sudden, okay, I've done everything I'm going to do, can do, uh, I saved the world, whatever you want to do. So. It's it's a journey and it continues. When I think the industry itself is going towards that that, that kind of space, you know, yes. at, least, at least we hope it is. We see some brands doing. That. Well, whether they are, or whether they're not, you don't have to do it the way they do it. No, and we're even. You know, it's funny. Our we're, we're technical guard. Our distillery is a veterans base here on the on the bed, and you know, we were approached by just uh, the Distilled Spirits Council to actually help them write a policy on inside the military community of how do you get veterans to stop drinking as much, right? Wow. Substance abuse inside the veteran community is at an all-time high, right? That probably is indicative of the entire population, right? So how do we change the culture of young drinkers as they come in to not binge drink, right? And, and not take your life off, off of this path. And, and honestly, I don't think it's super critical at all. I think who better to tell that story but people who are actually the people making the, the product. And to that point, Ed's been on a, a journey of sobriety for how many Almost years six now? years now. Almost Congratulations. Six years. So they the fifth bump early. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the guy that makes but the those, those are the good. stories that need to be told that oftentimes they aren't told. You know, especially for me in Alcoholics Anonymous, it's not something that we go out and we say, hey, I'm sober, mm -hmm. but just my sobriety. By saying that, some other bar owner might go, oh, it's, is it possible to own a bar and to still be sober? Mm -hmm. It's possible to own a vodka company yeah. and be sober? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Oh, I agree. You labels. Know, no more labels. <laughs> yes. Right. And the environmental piece, you know, I don't, I don't speak well as well as obviously as, as Ed does, but it's pretty amazing when he touches on the piece of just how you try to do things the better way. Right? Yes. And Ed, you should go into that a little bit deeper on especially on the island. What are we trying to do? Everything, every part of the process. Yeah. But is it, I, I think for me, somebody that, when I opened up a restaurant that wasn't a barbecue restaurant, and we had to become a barbecue restaurant right. and learn the craft, we asked questions that somebody who had, lit, who had been in the industry wouldn't ask. Because why does it have to be that way? You know, our ignorance almost became one of our strengths because we right. could do things differently. And even if people said, hey, you can't do it that way, we're going to do it that way because we know in our heart that's really what we wanted to do. Right. And I think probably for you guys, different parts, just like the wrapping, like you're talking about, the wrapping, you, you realize like, hey, why are we buying this? And then you start looking as a business owner from the line items, you're like, well, that's actually a lot of money and the impact that we're making is even worse. Can we do it better? And maybe you can even find a way that can change it for all the manufacturers. Look, that would be amazing. It, it obviously is not exactly inexpensive to go the you know the environmental, the environmental no, carbon freeway, no. but what's more important is it's the right thing to do, right? Even if we right. don't become this worldwide massive brand, that's okay, right? What we're putting out is authentic, we're true to our word, 
really do want to make a difference. I mean, what Ed does over on the island, and even from recycling, you should speak about that a little bit. Just oh, yeah, the uh, the island just dropped the recycling program. Oh, really? Yeah, they couldn't keep it going with the amount of funds. They couldn't get offload the, the recycled stuff, so now everything is going in the trash. Really? Except for the, uh, the the money back, you know, the five cent, uh -huh. the five cent yeah. thing. So here I am throwing stuff away that I've worked for years and years and years to make sure it gets recycled, and it's frustrating. You know? I can only imagine. So now we're, now we're going through it again. We're trying to cut, okay, cardboard, stuff, stuff we usually wouldn't compost. Now instead of recycling, we're turning into compost, you know, worm bed, making soil, because where we're at is a little rocky. We need to build our soil, too. So um, yeah, every time you turn around, there's another roadblock, and I think people kind of get numb to that and just stop trying. But, but that's what all comes down to. People need to try. I mean, just take, for example, a festival. You got folks walking around, you know, having a good time, having a drink, and you know, they toss their glass off. Well, you know what? There's bins every 25, 30 feet. Come on, everybody should jump in and at least try. Yeah. Small, small steps. So. I, I can't tell you how much I respect that. Primarily, my wife is, she absolutely loves the environment. She's obsessed with making sure that as a household, we do the little things, just the little things to make sure that, you know, the plastics and the trash and the compost. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I get frustrated, but then I have to hold myself and go, you know, she's right. Like, if everyone came up with that approach, if each of us just did our little part, right. that would make such a huge impact with the water and with recycling, with all with all those things. Well, it's a lifestyle. It's a commitment. We don't know how good we really have it. I mean, the majority yes. of the world doesn't have access to clean water. And it's, I tell you, from someone from the mainland, and I go visit my brother, and you realize he's actually living off of rainwater. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's yeah. like... It's so easy to just go turn on the tap or, or grab that that you know, bottle of water. I mean, it's pretty amazing. And sometimes yeah, there's no ten minute showers, no <laughs> ten minute hot showers. Get in, get in, get out. Yeah, pause. Yeah, it's but that's okay. Yeah, you know, even when I come back to the mainland, I take a shower, and as soon as I'm done, you know, getting wet, getting ready to lather up, I turn the water off. Yeah, I just don't even think about it. So through trying and then repetition, all of a sudden I've gained a healthy habit. At least, well, not necessarily for myself, but for the environment, at least for our impact. So, but even the way we make, I mean, honestly, just going back to the way we make it, it's not, people ask, well, why don't you just make it in Hawaii? I make, well, one, that's literally almost impossible to do what we're trying to do. And two, Ed can talk about this more, it's, it's not exactly environmentally friendly to make it in Hawaii and ship it to mainland. Oh, yeah, the transportation costs, the fuel use, I mean, of course, obviously there's money attached to it too, but um, it just adds a lot more to our. Uh, our footprint by adding extra transportation. I mean, that, that feeds into this whole uh, uh, local community, like here, the, the community that I feel here in San Diego, where everybody's pitching in, you have a community that can help provide for itself. You have everything you need here. Yeah. You know, so shipping of food, you know, why are we shipping, you know, lettuce from California to Canada? You know, so they're looking at ways in Canada to go to vertical farming to provide that lettuce there, lower cost, you eliminate that huge footprint of shipping. So uh, there's a lot of ways to skin this cat. So for sure. I'd love for you guys to talk a little bit more about 
for us it's ABB, which is always be branding. Right. Brand is so important in this day and age, especially the digital age where we're all trying to share our story. And it's it's a new model. You know, it's before when you have a business, you would go to print and you go to the newspaper, right. you go to radio, you go to TV to try to get your message out. Now you're distributing on the internet, and in order to do that, you have to be memorable and you actually have to stand for something. Right. Talk about the conscious decision that you guys made to make Uncle Ed the brand. Well, honestly, a lot of that came from, you know, just years of discussions back and forth with uh, another partner in our brand, Cisco Adler, uh, amazing music producer and musician and just, you know, creative artists all the way around. And, and we really struggled because he said, look, you got to put Ed in the bottle, right? You gotta, you're really going to tell that story. And, and I There's thought to myself, well, one, He's the one, huh? Well, you know, talking to my brother-in-law might be one thing. Talking to you know, my sister-in-law into it, uh, that was that was a tougher story. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So Interesting. Was, was, yeah. You better, you better get the sign You better get the sign-off. on that one. But at the end of the day, you know, we had to make a decision, and, and it was, hey, look, there is nothing more authentic, you know, authentic as my brother right? and the story and, and the story and just the mission. everything about it. So we knew that as long as we could control what our marketing was going to be and what partners we align with and just have a really clear licensing and, and, and understanding that the brand does not get portrayed a certain way. Right? Right. We have to stay true to that mission and then it's just make sure everything that we say is true, right? From the yep. stainless steel and authenticity. Our period. Yeah. Authenticity. And I, I wouldn't be on this on this uh, ship unless this correct. was real story, real deal. I mean, no posing. And I think I think that's the thing that everyone strives for. I mean, I know I oh. strive for it. You know when something's overproduced. You know when someone's trying to sell you something, and then you're compelled to go and listen to people that this is who they are. That's what like no one's forcing vodka down them. No. If you want to come and enjoy your time over here, these people are having a fucking amazing time. Right. The last three days, every time I come by here, people are taking selfies, they're all hanging out, lounging, just really enjoying, and no one's forcing them to buy vodka. That's the whole, that's the whole point of, of not just our brand, but even this space. It's, look, we're not here to sell you something. You don't have to have a VIP ticket to get in. I mean, the, you know, the, obviously the festival selling the, the vodka, that's what they have to do, but at the end of the day, Come anywhere, enjoy with you know music, and just just relax. And Have some fun. Kind of the same thing on the brand, and you know you look at the brands specifically in vodka that are so popular. There really is a Tito, right? Mm -hmm. There really is a guy doing his his craft, and over the last twenty years, he's built it into the number one brand in America, right? And it's based off authenticity. We don't expect to be that large, and that's that's really not the point. But we are going to stay true to the brand. We're not going to be a seller. Sure. We're not going to do all those things. And we're just doing something we love and to be able to do it with family and then pass that on to, you know, my son, who got to have that he is like Uncle Ed's dad, obviously. Yeah. I mean, to be able to pass that on to our boys and families. I'm not going to wait to pass it on. I My goal is to use this as a platform and start to give back and to drive some change out there. I mean, it's one thing to have a voice and you know, share your opinion on what you think needs to be done and try and get folks to, to buy off on that. But when you have a platform, I mean, because eventually that's what you have. You have a lot of people that buy into what you're about. So when you share that information and let them know about things, they read, they, they investigate, they, you know, they get involved. So for me, it's a way to really get some of these environmental impact uh, issues addressed. So. 
and, and one thing going back to the, the my wife sister-in-law is that this would not be possible whatsoever without our family support without our friends support without our community support without the support of Wonderfest and Welcome to the podcast, Ernie. You wow. are uh, the, the man behind the man, Mr. San Diego, the man in the arena. I know Paul Thornton is somewhere out there putting out fires or starting them, one or the other. But wow. congratulations, this is day three. You know, I, I think yeah. there's no better way to end than to talk to our founders over here and talk about this incredible well, they're, festival. They're both amazing. I, I told uh, I told Ed when I met him a couple days ago, I said, the only thing you missed was your pig. Pig needs to be in the crowd. Pig's more famous than Ed is. So, uh, these two are great. Walt and I have become good friends over the last six months when we met. We got involved. Um, he's known Paul. Both these two have known Paul for a long time. And we're excited. We wanted to launch Uncle Ed's down here. Um, at the festival, and especially the jackfruit. I mean, they're all good, but, but the jackfruit we just kind of introduced here. It's pretty tasty. It's amazing. It's very tasty. I'm not even a vodka guy, to be honest. I like the Honestly, jackfruit. goes a long way. I mean, right. it's, right. you, know, you guys know I'm a tequila guy. <laughs> but I like the jackfruit, and I've been sucking down some jackfruits this weekend. Um, it's great. It's ridiculous. Right. Let's just call it what it is. It's freaking ridiculous. And that was the concept that we had with this beautiful day, and, and, and it couldn't be a better day with Uncle Ed's, and uh, just a lot of thirsty people. I'm sure they're putting down some uh, damn, damn good vodka. So I think one of the things that I that I want to know is how does it feel today? Does it feel like you thought it would? It does. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually getting to the point where I'm getting a little sad. It's almost over. It's almost over, right? I look forward to those things for so long. It's been so much work, and now I'm thinking, like, Wow, we only got, I don't know, six hours, seven hours left. And uh, so I'm happy and I'm sad. It'll be, it's going to be very emotional, probably, with guitar legends for me later tonight with Paul and, and Brad and the whole team. And I think we're doing a team shot at 10.30 under the Wonder, you know, Wonderfront, hashtag Wonderfront uh, sign. And got so much work. This has been such a journey. And uh, I'm just, I'm super excited that, that, that Ed and, and Walt you know put the time the energy and the money and the belief behind us and it's first year festivals i mean i would say i don't know it feels like 80 percent of them don't even happen they talk about it i was just thinking about they become this. documentaries I would, they do a lot and some of them have a couple documentaries so the fact that this has not only happened but that i think people are having a really good time uh and last oh, night yeah. sure seemed like the, the word was out that wow this is a this is a unique experience unlike any for festivals and um so we're blessed. I think and we can always improve and we're gonna improve each and every day and, and better, but uh, I mean, San Diego's the big winner. So I'm, I'm just happy to, that we could to put this on and have great partners and great friends and the best best damn uh, barbecue media company in the world. <laughs> I mean, one of, one of the coolest things for us is knowing that when you start something, when you have an idea, and you, this idea started so long ago for you and Paul, eight years, and the amount of permits, the amount of yeses, the amount of noes, the amount of people that you have to, to, to buy into the dream. But then you come and you meet people like Walt and Ed who believe in it. Not only believing in it once is one thing, writing a check is one thing. To come and activate the way that they have 
I mean, I'm I'm so impressed, which is why I was like, no matter what, Walt, we have to figure out a way. We're podcasting day three from the festival. It's it's too iconic of a place. It's too historic not to come out here and make sure that this happens to document. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to put money behind something, but when you put your relationships and your investors and, and them, yeah, this is their brand. This is yeah, what they've put their whole livelihood behind. Paul and I have done with this festival. When you do that and you let the let, let the balls drop, um, you're committed, and you are putting a relationship together. And it needs to work in both sides. You need to understand each other and understand exactly how it works together. And I, you know, I just I couldn't be more proud to be involved with Michael Ed's on a lot of fronts. And, and it's really, really good, good project. It just is. I've had a bunch of it in the last, <laughs> in the last month or two, and the jackfruit especially. And I'm not a vodka guy. It's just, it's well, you are now. I am now. You are now. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so it's a great day, and I'm just very thankful that uh, we're all here. And, and your love and support, it's um, it's it's just a damn, damn good day. It's a damn it good is. day. Yeah, it, is. it is about family. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, to be able to launch something. Yeah, to be able to launch. We had to launch somewhere. I, I live in San Diego. People said, oh, first your festival, are, are you nuts? <laughs> See, God you, knows too. <laughs> why would you want to, oh, people are questioning me all the time. I mean, thankfully not, not our close friends and family who really do. But it's just when you know something's right and you just feel it, it's there. I mean, I, I walk this like, twice a day. I, I walk along the harbor and I walk in space. And I just, you know, the vision that, that Paul and Ernie had was absolutely beautiful. And when Paul told me about it, we were up in a distillery in Idaho. I was like, not just, yeah, but, but hell yeah. It just, it makes sense and where else would you you know it's the best city in the world san diego it really is beautiful city you're on the water you have just yeah everyone has been so accepting and loving of us here it's just where else would we get it's amazing so what are you going to do for next year the wonderful yeah well that might be a a trade secret (laughs) (laughs) can they get more space Yeah, what can they get? There's gonna be a whole. <laughs> there, 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 there there's a lot. trying to broker a deal for you. Yeah, there's a lot to figure out. I would tell you, this is a damn good space. Are people, these teepees? There will be a pig. Trees. There will be. We, we might fly tuck tuck in. I think, I yeah. Think we will uh, not. We will. We will not negotiate a year or two deal without the pig. The pig's gonna be the, part the, the of the rider. Is, we'll work something sure. out. Yeah, the pig's got to be uh, transported. Uh, from Hawaii. You might have to turn your uh, your barbecue hat around when you okay. talk yeah. to the pig. Oh, yeah, no problem. We won't, no pork that day. No, no, no pork. Yeah. We'll do brisket. We'll do brisket. Uh, well, guys, I got to jump off to the next uh, I station. can't believe you still have a voice. And, Thank um, you for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Love you guys. Seriously. Thanks for everything. Let's Thank uh, you, uh, you, finish strong. Finish strong. Yeah, opportunity. Finish strong. Love you, man. Ernie Hahn still grinding. This guy's yeah, been on every single news I can't channel. Believe he's still I can't believe he has a voice. I mean, I can't. He, the amount of steps he's put in, it's just. Uh, I don't think he's slept pretty, for the. Pretty, uh, I think burned pretty out legendary. Legendary. He hasn't slept <laughs> pretty for the last legendary. year. Yeah, I don't know. You might not sleep tomorrow, but Tuesday is going to be a heavy sleep day. Oh, 100%. Tuesday will be a heavy sleep day for Into you. Wednesday, probably. Into Wednesday. So. Um, but we, we got lucky. We get to see. You know the architecture and the dream and the whole vision <clears throat> last year when they unfolded it and it was almost too good to be true and, and a lot of people doubted them how could you pull this off and i just think collectively everyone that was involved with it everyone just went behind it and said we got to make it happen 
I mean, that's, I, I'm glad you talked about that because that's one of the things that kind of gets overlooked is there are people that do have big visions and there are people that are able to pull things off. Right. Very, very few. Oh, let me get in this. That's right. Yeah, we got a good life for so long, oh, boys. We do, yes. You're right. Thanks, Brada. But yeah, part of part of the the magic that is Ernie Hahn is that he sells the vision. He also follows up, but he also wants to connect the pieces in between right. and give people access to the behind the scenes, so that you feel like it. This, this feels like my festival. I'm not putting this thing on, but my team is here. My family's here. My wife is here. You know, you guys have become fit. Like. It's, we're all buying into this. It's thing. an extension of family, and I've known you know Paul Thornton for 20 years, and you can't get more of a solid person of integrity than, yeah. than Paul Thornton. I mean, he's just amazing. His family's amazing, and you know, then, then along comes Ernie, then along comes you know folks like you. I mean, literally everyone who's been involved in this has been amazing. And if, if people are thinking of joining the festival next year or getting behind it, they 100%. You better do it now. You better do it now. This is what we did for a long time. Yeah. There's nothing like this out there. There's not. I mean, I'm a, the hangout's amazing. All of those are great. This is going to be something magical, and we're at something literally historic. And it is. It's the vision of Paul and Ernie, 100%, and Brad and the other partners. I mean, I, I talked to Paul on the press tour. It was the first time I had ever met him, and I you know, only got five minutes with him. But just in those five minutes, to hear what was coming out of his mouth and how passionate and how true and authentic he was to the vision of it being bigger than, it's like, we're not building this for a one-year event. Like we're building this for a South by Southwest. We want this to become a place where industry icons they come and they meet and they meet emerging talent. They sign emerging talent. Like they're going to come and there's going to be so many different opportunities to turn this into something bigger than we can even imagine right now. Well, to be able to do it with such skill, uh, trying to manage as many artists, huh. the, the agents, the managers, the egos, the you know, the, the, the families, the guests. That alone is, is an absolute nightmare. And, and all the is, naysayers, because oh. as much as I, I'm oh. San Diego to the core, but we're a, we're a naysayer place. It's what have you done for me lately? So the fact that they can get through those hurdles and get these things done, testament. Look, Paul is a machine, and he's such a skilled. I mean, he's a skilled craftsman at the art of, of promoting, and he's just done an amazing job. And when you have someone as, as skilled and technical as Paul Thornton, and someone as outgoing and lovable and and Mr. San Diego yeah. as Ernie. I mean, I don't know anyone that doesn't like Ernie. That's a pretty bizarre individual. If there is, I mean, guys, just amazing. Right? Yeah. And so it just really it attracts it attracts love. And you look around, walk around this festival. We did that a lot last night. Everyone's happy. Right, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's some you know people. There's some issues, but. I've never been to a festival where you have 20,000 people walking around literally happy and enjoying themselves. Yeah. I think that's one of the coolest things. I mean, that's the thing about music. Music brings all different types of people together. And, you know, my wife and my family, they're from Bulgaria. They came out here. We were walking right. up and down Seaport Village with my son and my daughter yesterday. And just, it was a cornucopia of people of different backgrounds that had passes right. that were listening to the Latin stages, the rock stages, the hip hop stages. We went and saw Pennywise. I mean, it was, you name it, they were all here. And that made me proud as a San Diegan to see this part of San Diego. Because growing, I mean, we you need reasons to get out and to do things different in life. Right. And festivals disrupt those things. Yeah, and they give absolutely. you cause to celebrate life. And I think that's, you know, obviously evident of what you guys buy into. And uh, something that's really, really cool. 
and the ability to build it. And what you're doing is building a stronger community. Correct. It's it's wonderful. You're, you're it's build, wonderful. You're building a connection point. I think yeah. that's you know one of the one of the things about digital hospitality. We're so obsessed with making sure that businesses are digital and they're mobile first. That right. you can be discoverable on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. That's great. But it's the second piece. It's the hospitality piece, and it's you know that's true to our core as restaurant owners. Hospitality isn't about automation, about getting rid of people. It's about getting people together. And if that means that it has to start digital for someone to find out about Wonderfest and then to come here, right? Once they get here, that changes everything. That changes everything. Well, and I think well, people, go ahead. it's like it's like selling a bottle. If you have somebody come along and they look at the bottle and they buy it, that's great. But you want them to come back and buy another one, whether yeah. it's for them or for a friend or they want to share it. I mean, it's, it's exactly what you said. Well, it's not transactional. That's, you know, what I think gets lost in big brands, big festivals, this, this goes across any industry. When things become transactional, I think that becomes less and less interesting to, especially the younger generation, where they want to tag somebody who's Generation Z or, or Millennial. It's people want to connect with other people, right? Yeah. And when people really get to understand, like on Wonderfront, there's three or four amazing families behind Wonderfront and this vision, and they all love each other, talk. I mean, Bernie and Paul hang out all the time with their families. It's your family when you come to this festival. It's yeah. not just some big conglomerate. Same thing with us. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not. We're not out here. We're not a Diageo. We're not a Bernard Ricard. Hundred percent. And that's. That's what's going to win moving forward. It's the companies that understand you can be the biggest company in the world, but there's there's people there. Like right. if you don't acknowledge the people and those people aren't celebrated and they're not willing to come out from behind that company and actually do what you guys are doing. Oh, but the it's, hard work in. I mean, look, we when, when Paul called me about uh, we were in voice, like I said at the distillery, we were trying to figure out how to fix a stupid broken pump underneath a tank where you know we're all dirty <laughs> and, you know, yeah. we, we do everything from clean the toilets to the bottle the vodka not yeah. at the same time wash your hands yeah but Ed you should you should honestly talk more about I've been talking too much Ed needs to talk more about <laughs> I've been enjoying listening I truly <laughs> understand the environmental piece of what this means to the man sitting to my right it's I mean obviously we all love the planet we all love you know of the earth, but Ed actually is living, I mean, he's living it to the core. You definitely have to talk more well, about that. I mean, over on our island there in Hawaii, it's, uh, we live outside more than we do in. Yeah. You know, we go inside, we sleep. Once in a great while, we we'll watch a little TV show or something, but we eat outside. Our, our kitchen's outside. We cook our food outside. It's covered, but it's outside. We have a heavy rainstorm. We have a flood of water that comes through our kitchen. Yeah. Some, some people may think that's crazy, but to us, when we're cooking dinner and a, you know, a bird flies through singing through our kitchen and butterflies are pot, I mean, it's the sun setting. There's so many wonderful things for us to be outdoors and living that lifestyle. And what we get back from that is, you know, well, it's immeasurable, really. And for us to to be able to take something, incorporate those values, those, uh, those motivating factors, and put that into this, and then potentially this allowing us to take it to a broader audience and sharing that. I mean, there's so many things that recently we had the, well, all the fires. You know, we, yeah. need, we need tree warriors. Go out there, plant a tree. Buy some of the trees for them to plant it. Whatever, do something. 
you know, we just lost all our koalas. I don't know if anyone's read up on this with the, wow, the brush really? fire. 80% of the koala pop, they're to the point now where they will never recover. Oh, that's terrible. You know, our climate's changing. Things are changing. People need to change too. We need to respect where we live. So for me, it's exciting. And that's why when we first... He said he's going to put my face on the bottle. Are you, are you fucking kidding me? It's a podcast. So you can you can drop it if you, you need put to. This on a bottle? What? You want to not sell a single yeah. one? I mean, no, I believe Victoria had the, the biggest. What the fuck are you thinking? What the yeah. fuck are you thinking? Yeah. That's fantastic. I just said, hey, if we want to face on toilet if we paper. want to really be be real, we just you know we're going to put our money where our mouth is, and that that was it. And look. I know this sounds crazy that we're not going to save the world with vodka, right? Obviously yeah. we're not, but if we can create a, a beautiful message with this small product, which again, will probably stay small, who knows where we'll go, but if we can be a catalyst for other companies to do the same, and I know there's amazing companies like Patagonia, REI, others that are that are all doing that, but if a lot of people could get together and put this thing together, I think you can make it a, a movement and, and continue this. Really. I, I couldn't agree more and I appreciate you saying that because just because somebody else is doing it doesn't mean that we can't ignore it. You know, it's back to my wife right. giving me a hard time, right? She needs to give me a hard time so that I'm an example in front of my son and my daughter. And that's right. where it starts. It's, yeah. it's too many of us go, it's not my problem, it's too big to fix. No, when there's trash on the ground, we need to pick it up here at the festival. And if we do it, and if I see you do it, and if I see Uncle Ed doing it, and you guys are talking about it, and it's incorporated into your brand, it's who you are, it's what right. you're selling, that little impact, Absolutely. it's that ripple ripple effect. Yeah, okay. One thing we haven't mentioned is the partnership. Place oh, the yeah. Water. That's, I mean, that was our first step in that direction. Yeah, we had him here earlier. Um, phenomenal company, sort of by John Rose Surfer and, and their team put together a, a, a concept where they're going out and I believe it's I think it's wastewaterwater.com but it's .org they literally were going out surfing out in these, these third world countries and walking through these villages and they wanted to help right how could they have this cool amazing life and what could they do to give back so they started bringing portable water solutions to these third world countries to these villages providing water solutions and it's become this just it's taken off like crazy and again authentic brand on our side they are unbelievably authentic people, and what they're doing is just amazing. And the tie-in with the fact that six percent of our product is water. My brother lives more on more. a yeah. more, more. My brother lives on a farm where he lives off of rainwater. Yeah, it, it makes sense. And I know he's probably shy about this, but he's one of the foremost experts on water out there. I mean, he's an environmental scientist. He's not not a bartender. Nothing wrong with the way people become distillers, but. I've worked with a lot of water. Well, well, my my hope is somebody like you that has that knowledge eventually figures out that you can share that in little ways on a YouTube channel, on a YouTube platform, through a podcast, whatever that might be. You're already out there doing those things, and that's the impact. I mean, it's not about the vodka. It's less about the vodka than it is the mission behind the vodka. Right. And like that. That's. Yeah. We're not. We're not. You're not going to see everything pushing the vodka all the time. It's literally. I mean, this sounds nuts, but. Our nephew Dan, or my nephew Dan, is rocking around here. He's, you know, he has a GoPro and he's awesome. Ed around the farm, and because it's kind of magical to watch my brother go around and. I've seen scared. some of that footage, and it's phenomenal. But it's it's phenomenal yeah. because when I go with to my family, my my wife, their family lives in a village, a village in Bulgaria. It's a, mm -hmm. you know, it's a third world country. 
But when I go and I post pictures and I show them like they have a farm, like this are the, the, they have an outdoor kitchen, they eat outside. Like my my friends, they go, wow, really? Is it really like that? I'm like, yeah, it's a village. It really is like that. But they're living off the farm. But that's the educational part. And then maybe that changes somebody's somebody's opinion about maybe I can learn more about that. Right? I mean, how many? Yeah, we I mean, go out and share something, but how many different types of fruit do you have on the farm? And what oh, do you guys? Good grief. You, should run, <laughs> you should honestly run through that. It, it's amazing. I should I mean, make I, a list one day. And we're planning more. That, that's kind of my hobby, crazy hobby. I want to plant every type of rare, exotic, tropical fruit known to man. I I'm sure. I, I'm sure it. my father-in-law, who speaks not a word of English, would get along with you. Fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, it's, you know, monocropping. We were going to go there, you know, do coffee or avocados or something like that. We got there and we looked at the land, and it's like, oh my. Lord, you know what's what's left here? There's hardly any of these types of trees left on the island. They've all been, you know, burned down, torn down, uh, built over, all of this. And we're like, we can't do that. We need to save what's there. So we're actually, you know, raising some of these into seedlings to allow some of the local folks to take those to their sacred places to replant and reforest, you know. And how can we tie in leaving what exists and grow what we would like to have in combination, you know. And, Oh, there's so many crazy things you're working on. It's wonderful. Watching my brother walk around his farm, and the more he talks about what he's doing, the more excited, the more passionate he gets. And honestly, as his brother, it makes me absolutely happy because I, I was there watching him, you know, on the weekends, drinking like crazy, hating his job, you know, working, in, you know, going into the cubicle every single time. And to see him just absolutely happy, you know, I, I call him literally every single night, I walk the harbor, I hop on the phone with my brother, and... You know, he's like, ah, oh, just get down to the hard day of work. I, you know, either, you know, fix the fence or fed a chicken, killed a chicken. I mean, I don't know what he's doing. Or picking up a, a jackfruit. I mean, it's, it honestly warms my heart. It makes me feel amazing. It's, it's great. It really is. Well, for you guys to take the time, you know, at the day three of Wonderfront and to share your story, it truly is, it truly is an inspiration. It's back to, you know, the connectivity of festivals. It's people are compelled when they when they when they find something that warms your heart right when it warms your heart and it's something that you go you know what i i, I like what they're those guys are doing or i like the fact that this, these people no matter how many people told them no they're going to actually shut this place down and they're going to put bands in multiple locations despite everyone saying that it's not going to work yeah. and yet here it is here's the proof of concept and um you know I'm, I'm, I'm just uh I'm, I'm truly, truly honored to know both of you, and well, honestly, uh, thank we're, you for taking the time to, to share the story. We're blessed to be here. I mean, San Diego has been so accepting to us, and we can't wait to start here and spread it up to California and out to the rest of the country. And, yeah. So people, uh, they can find you, Uncle Ed's. We're going to put everything we talked about today, any links that we talked about in the show notes. Okay. Stover, my producer, he's in Portland, but he does a phenomenal job at getting the podcast all uh, tightened up so that... If somebody wants to learn more, we'll have information in there for them to learn more about Absolutely. your company and about your mission and um, about the also the water company as well. Oasis oh, Water is amazing. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, yeah. I mean, fact, I need to get a few units to take back for emergencies. Yeah, it, it's crazy when you really think about the, you know, almost 7 billion people on this planet, right? Yeah. And over four don't have access to clean water, sanitation. It's Think about that the next time. Well, you think, you think about that for the generations. I mean, you have kids, or it's like we've... It's our responsibility to do something today, right. not tomorrow, not the next day, right. but today. If we yeah. don't fix our problems now, we're just passing it off to them Correct. to take care of. Why? That's bad parenting. Correct. <laughs> anyway. So what's the uh, what's the goal for tonight? Wrap it up? Day Honestly, three? 
Oh, we get a lot of hours up. We've got amazing. Story. Who's, give, give me some of the team members that are. Oh, my God. Because I know that, I mean, somebody I have. Kim and Steven, who are at the VIP stage, right. um, Gene came down earlier, and they're part of the Cali team that if I don't have them, I'm not here podcasting. If I don't have my team out at the restaurant in Spring Valley, I'm over there. So I know you guys have people here that have helped you put this together. I mean, people is absolutely, if you don't have the right people, you can talk about process, you can talk about all the different things, but it all starts with literally having the right people, and you can have people who you trust and love. And, you know, and, and to be extremely diverse, that's what I love about our company. You know, Faye Bimenhany, who runs sure, your a, vision. A, a co-founder, she's running LA for us. She's, you know, she's from the Middle East, grew up in London. She's, you know, came to California literally because she wanted to live a sustainable lifestyle and, and make a difference, right? She was so excited to join the team. You know, Aiden Burge, same, you know, Mal, they're just amazing artists. You have uh, Chaz, who's up there holding the board to make sure this sun doesn't hit us in the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> right? Green tea, Travis Scarborough, you know, OB kid who we've known for 10 years, not just DJ, salesperson, he booked all, all the talent. I mean, everyone's just come behind Arrow. Since you know Arrow. Yeah. Arrow's like, Arrow's like Mr. San Diego Jr. <laughs> he is, he is. has more energy than ever. Without, without Arrow, this would never happen. I mean, the guy is just a cool rock star. You know, Amanda, who's coming into physical leadership, she's not just an amazing DJ and, you know, and the beauty of everyone has the same mission. They care about the environment, they care about humanity, and they just want to be good people. And when you well, have good humans on your team, it's awesome. I, I know one thing, you don't get good humans to buy in unless you have a mission that's clear and a mission that you guys both, you, you walk, you walk oh, and we talk. we talked about that earlier. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's... When you ask people to change the direction of the course of their life, to jump onto your mission, especially on something as, as controversial as selling alcohol, that's, that's a lot of responsibility. And I take that extremely to heart. Yep. Well, we're grateful for your leadership. We're, great, we're grateful uh, that Wonderfront actually brought us all together, um, you know, on behalf of uh, Digital Hospitality, my crew, Blue Vision. These guys have been grinding away. I can't wait to see all the footage that's that awesome. they got. Um, I know they did Same. some epic time lapses to start, kick off the event, and then... Um, I mean, they were up with Tony Hawk and up on top of the Hawk Jam and right in front of the stage. It's going to be some incredible stuff. But you guys have done great. And this, it's going to be an amazing evening tonight. I mean, we have we have music and DJs going all night long and all the stages. I mean, I think the acts are amazing. And literally, I hope everyone has a damn good, wonderful. Well, I know that uh, at some point in the near future, you'll uh, you'll be able to enjoy some of Uncle Ed's damn good vodka at Cali Comfort. So. Um, if you own a bar, if you own a restaurant, uh, be sure to reach out to these guys and figure out a way to get uh, Uncle Ed's damn good vodka. Get, get on board with the mission. We appreciate you guys. We're going to talk about case counts next. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <Jeez>. Deal. <laughs> shout out to everybody whose name we didn't mention. Everyone, absolutely everyone. It couldn't have happened without them. 100%. For anything that works well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know we have amazing partners, Wendy, Jeff. I mean, it's just people that have believed in us and our mission. It's a lot of responsibility. Well, we love you guys it. are only getting started, so love got, got, got a lot more work to do. Let's do it. Alrighty, let's do it. Right on. Awesome, guys. Love it. Are you or your company looking to expand your digital footprint in 2020? Now is the time to contact Cali BBQ Media to see what services we can provide to help you take the next step forward in your digital transformation. 
We can help you with video. We can help you with a mobile first website, blogging, audio, audio search. Contact us today and see how we can help. Podcast at calibbq.media. We look forward to helping you.